Good morning and welcome again to Bethany United Methodist Church where we are leading people to experience God's love, to know Jesus Christ and to grow in his image. My name is Sherry Clifton. I'm one of the pastors here and we're delighted to have you worshiping with us today. I want to remind you that if you want more information about Bethany, the website is the best place to get that information. There are also Facebook hosts who would be able to answer any questions and point you in the right direction if you want to make comments to them and for them on the Facebook feed. This morning we're continuing our series, we're actually concluding our series called Unafraid. And I thought I would start with this, always face your fears, accept spiders, run, flee, stomp, scream, cry, slap, shoot, taste, throw items at, set fire to, explode, do whatever it takes to get away from a spider. Now, before you start sending me emails about how good spiders are, I know it. I know that there are some spiders that are good. I know that spiders can be creative and resourceful. I mean, who doesn't love Charlotte and Charlotte's Web? But I don't like spiders. And the truth is, for many of us, whether it's spiders or something else, there are things that we would rather not face, we would rather run away from or get rid of. So if you love spiders, take spiders out of the, the image and put whatever it is that that is for you, whether it's roaches or snakes or scorpions or whatever you want to put in there. And a word of extra warning, don't tell your friends what that might be. Uh, otherwise, they will take great pleasure in sending you texts with pictures and memes of those very things. Uh, trust me when I tell you that your friends might do this to you. Unafraid, today we're finishing our series called Unafraid, and I wish that I could tell you that the end of the series means the end of fear, but I'm afraid that I can't do that. One, because fear is universal to all human beings. Fear is a gift to us that helps us, helps our bodies react to threats to our survival. Fear activates our bodies uh, to survive, and so fear is a good thing. We all experience fear, and because in the midst of this crazy and broken and fallen world, there will always be things that trigger anxiety and fear and worry for us. However, fear and anxiety and worry do not have to consume us or drive us or control us or enslave us. There's a better way. We can face our fears with faith. We can examine our assumptions in light of the facts. We can attack our anxieties with actions. And today, we can release our cares to God. I wonder, as we spend these moments together this morning, what it is that God might be inviting you to release into God's care today. Let's pray. Loving and holy God, I pray that we would have open ears and open hearts to hear and receive your word to us today, that it would take hold of us and transform us. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Release your cares to God might be where the rubber meets the road. I mean, it's one thing to face your fears, to examine your assumptions, and to attack your anxieties. And in those three, we still have some illusion of control, some illusion that we're doing something. 
But when it comes to releasing your cares to God, that is ultimately about surrendering control. There are so few things in our world right now that seem to be within our control, so few things that are known to us every day, things are changing around us. And so we might be tempted to think that holding on to our worry and our anxiety, controlling that, it it feels good right now in some ways, and we might be tempted to think that holding on to that helps us stay in control. But the truth is that that word worry Our word for worry comes from an old English word that literally means to strangle. So you can hold on to your worry and your anxiety all you want to, but it really is to the detriment of your well-being. It really is what will rob you of joy and what will steal life from you. There is a a better way, and we find it today in 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxiety on God because God cares for you. Release your cares to God. Cast your anxiety on God. Why? Because God cares for you. But how do we know? How do we know that God cares for us? Well, the whole narrative of Scripture is the story of God's love and care for us. We're created in God's image. God loves us. God chooses us. God provides for us. God makes covenant with us. Consider the whole story of how God cared for Adam and Eve and Noah, and God cared for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, and God cared for Moses and Hannah and Samuel, and God cared for David and Esther and Job, for All of God's people in the Old Testament, God cares. The story of God's love in which God sees his people. God understands their suffering. God hears their cries. And God restores and redeems and rescues them over and over again. That's our story. And in love, because God cares for us, God became one of us in human form, sending Jesus to be Emmanuel, God with us, God with flesh on with us, and sending us the Holy Spirit to be God's presence with us, to remind us of God's love and care for us, to teach us and encourage us. Paul writes to the Romans, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, But you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Release our cares to God. Why? (laughs) Because God cares for us. God is with us. God loves us. We no longer have to be consumed or enslaved by fear because we are God's beloved children. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that that is true, that we are ones in whom Christ dwells and delights. We live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not in trouble, and neither are we. We can release our cares to God because God cares for us. And we know that from the whole narrative of God's story of love that we find in Scripture. 
But how do we do that? Well, it starts with trust and surrender, trusting that God is who God says, trusting that we are who God says that we are, trusting that God does care for us and provide for us, trusting that God delights in providing for us. In Luke chapter 12, there's a story that you can also find similar in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is with a crowd of people who have gathered around to to hear him teach and to uh, be in his presence. And in the midst of that crowd, being with the crowd, Jesus turns to his disciples and says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry. And this word worry here is the same word as anxious in 1 Peter 5. Do not worry, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after these things, all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid. Jesus is encouraging us as he encouraged the disciples to remember that God knows what we need and provides it, and that we are so valuable to God. We belong to God as children belong to a good father. And God takes delight in providing for us. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It starts with trust and surrender. We release our cares to God because God cares for us. We know that from the story of Scripture. It starts with trust and surrender, but there are some very practical ways that we can release our cares to God. Anxiety and worry affects the whole of us. It affects us physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And there are practical ways that we can release our cares to God. First, physically, uh, to breathe and to relax. When we're fearful and anxious, our bodies uh, work in overdrive to protect us. And this is, when it's a real threat, this is a good thing. We want for our bodies to react in that way. Remember, fear is a response to a, a known threat. Anxiety is a response to an unknown threat of, of what might happen, something that we are uh, aware of possibilities about. It might not happen, but we live in this overdrive of anxiety about what might happen. And while our bodies are designed for fear to be a good thing for us when we really are in danger, 
Our bodies are not designed to live all the time in that overdrive. You might think of anxiety and worry like the, the warning lights on your car's dashboard. When, when that comes on, it, it's not that the light itself is bad, right? It, it's that the light is telling you something is going on in your car that needs to be checked. When worry and anxiety uh, show up for us, it, it is telling us that there's something else going on, and, and we can't ignoring it, ignore it. Ignoring the light that goes on in your car doesn't make the problem go away, right? Turning up the radio in your car doesn't make that weird sound go away. Addressing the worry and anxiety, is a, it's an invitation to, to look deeper and see what it is. Where is it that, that we really need to trust God and, and surrender to God, anxiety and worry affect our, our sleeping and our breathing and our circulation and our, our muscles and our digestion. All of us can be impacted by anxiety and worry. And breathing is always a good place to start. Just simple, deep breaths. I want to invite you, even this morning, for these next few moments to pay attention to your breathing. And if you're comfortable and willing to do so, for just a moment, I invite you to close your eyes and to breathe deeply, to take a deep breath in, fill your whole body with oxygen, and then let that out. Keep breathing deeply, as deeply as you can. And as you do, I wonder if you can identify what is most anxious for you right now, what is it that's creating the most worry or the most intense anxiety for you right now? Maybe it's a relationship that you're in or a struggle that you face. Maybe it's your health or the health of a loved one. Maybe it has to do with your job and work or finances or the economy. Maybe it has to do with all of the unknowns about the impact of the pandemic. Maybe it has to do with school and all the things related to that. Maybe it is about the state of our nation or our world or the upcoming election. What is it right now in these moments that is creating anxiety or worry for you? And if you can imagine that, I want you to imagine with, with your eyes closed, just holding it in your hand, holding whatever that is. And I want you to hold on as tight as you can to whatever it is that is anxious or worrying for you. Hold on and hold tighter, keep gripping, hold on. And as you take a big breath in, I invite you now to let go of all of that. Release your hands, breathe out, relax into that space. I wonder if, if you can feel that difference and breathing and actually releasing, physically releasing that. You can keep your eyes closed or you can open them, whatever is best for you right now. But I wonder what it would be like for you throughout the day to be able to name what is creating anxiety for you or worry for you, to, to name it and hold it and hold it so tight that you can then release it. Now, if you're anything like me, that's, that's all well and good, and that really does feel good, and that really does help, right? That 
imagining and releasing, that physical release of that. But if anxiety and worry works for you in any way like it works for me, even when I've released it, it kind of hangs around for a while, right? And it will look for a place to grab hold of me again. For me, it's not always as simple as just releasing it like you would release a butterfly, right? No, you release it and, and then it can linger. Or there might still be some residue of that anxiety on your hands. This, this word, cast your anxiety on God, because God cares for you, that word cast is, is not just simply releasing. There is a, a, the image of throwing it off, casting it off. And so maybe the, the physical thing for you, the practical physical thing really is to breathe and, and to literally throw off whatever that is that's creating anxiety. Eventually, as you breathe deeply and as you practice releasing and casting off that anxiety, your body and your brain will begin to respond to that invitation and that practical way in which you are inviting your body to relax and to surrender to God, to trust God, to release your care to God. One of the things I've been doing for the last several months is on my Fitbit, I have a, an alarm set for 9 in the morning, for noon, for 3 in the afternoon, for 6, and then for 9 at night. And it's just a little vibration that goes off. But I'm working so that when that goes off, I stop and I breathe. Sometimes it's just a couple of deep breaths. Sometimes it is a, a breath prayer. Thank you, God, for another breath. Or, God, I need your help. But I'm training my body and my mind to choose to breathe deeply rather than remain constricted. Practical ways that you can do that. I heard a story. A woman was asked um, what it felt like, what her personal faith experience felt like to her. And she told a story about remembering walking with her mother as a little girl, and she would, was reaching up to hold on to her mother's hand and holding tightly to her mother's hand, and eventually she said, Mama, I, I, have, to, I have to let go. I can't hold on anymore. You're going to have to hold on to me. And she says she remembers that sensation of letting go of her grip and feeling her mother's grip on her hand. That sense of letting go and finding that you're already held. Letting go and finding out that you're already secure. She said that's what it felt like for her to have faith in God. Listen to what God says to us through Isaiah. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And just a few verses later, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, do not fear, I will help you. I wonder what it would be like for you to let go enough to realize that God is holding on to your hand, that God will help you. Physically, it's important for us to find ways to release our cares to God. It's also important emotionally for us to find ways to do this. You may have heard me say this before, but I'm going to keep saying it. Feel the feelings and land on the truth. We're all feeling a lot of feelings right now. 
We may be feeling uh, grief and sadness and confusion and anger and worry. We may be feeling fatigue and weariness and frustration. We may be feeling scared and lonely. We may be feeling helpless and hurt even in the midst of all that is around us. These feelings are all normal responses to the grief and the loss that we've experienced. We're currently living in this weird space where we know that we've experienced a great loss, multiple losses, and we don't yet know the full impact of those losses. We're living in this weird time where things are definitely different than they were before COVID, but we're not yet to the other side of COVID to know what things are going to be like. We're in this messy middle And all of these feelings are a response to the uncertainty that all of that brings. I heard someone uh, say one time that that feelings are like like bubbles, right? They, They kind of bubble up inside of us. They well up inside of us. And we can do our best to push them back down, to stuff them down. But eventually those feelings have to go somewhere. They don't just disappear. And if we're unwilling to feel them, then sometimes they end up landing on people that we love and care about in ways that are not what we intend. Feel the feelings and land on the truth. God is big enough to handle all of our feelings. And understanding that all of the feelings of one day, some days may actually begin feeling oddly normal. And perhaps the very next day, all bets are off, and all of those feelings come rushing back in. If that's your experience right now, you're not alone. It's a very normal place to be right now. Feel all those feelings and land on the truth, the truth that God sees you, God knows you, God loves you, God cares for you, God is with you. You're a beloved child of God. Land on that truth. You are not your feelings. You are a beloved child of God who has feelings. Feel all the feelings. Land on the truth. Physically, emotionally, and mentally, it's important for us to release our cares to God by renewing our minds, by taking our thoughts captive to make them obedient to Christ, and by focusing our thoughts. If we could think our way out of worry and anxiety on our own, then we would not be worried or anxious. But we are worried and anxious. And so we need help in releasing these cares to God. Romans 12, Paul writes, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. There's a great image Paul offers us in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, where he talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. We as people, our minds are amazing things. We live in a story, and so when there are gaps in the story, we want the story to make sense. And if we're missing information, our minds are very quick to fill in that information, and very often, if we're filling in information, We're filling it in with wrong information. So taking those thoughts captive and offering them to the Lordship of Christ, 
capturing those thoughts, offering them to Christ, understanding that when we don't, even though we don't have all of the missing information, God knows the whole narrative. So taking captive those thoughts and, and focusing then our thoughts. In Philippians, Paul writes, finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence <clears throat> and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Mentally renewing our minds and taking our thoughts captive and focusing our thoughts. Friends, this might mean that you need to get off of social media for a while. It might mean that you need to make some hard choices about what information you let into your mind so that mentally you're releasing your cares to God. You've got to decide who you're going to listen to. Are you going to listen to the world that tells you one thing, or are you going to listen to God who tells you the truth? Physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for us to pray. I started with breathing. Breathing and praying. Be in conversation with God. Tell God what's on your heart, what's on your mind. Anxiety and worry, they strangle us. And, and doubt, when we struggle to, to trust God and, or, and trust God's spirit in us, that doubt divides us. And God desires wholeness for us in body and mind, in our emotional life and in our spirits. I was recently having conversations with a friend about how anxiety has manifested itself in my life over the years and, and how I can see uh, the impact of it, in particular on my relationships, on my relationship with God, my relationship with other people, my relationship with myself. What I want you to know is that this whole idea of releasing your cares to God is hard. I'm in it with you. We're all in this together. It's hard, hard work. But when you offer yourself to this honest, vulnerable conversation with God who already knows your thoughts and your feelings anyway, to be engaged in that relationship with God who cares for you is a game changer. To breathe and to pray and to practice gratitude and praise. About 25 years ago, I began intentionally practicing uh, gratitude. I was in a hard place in my own life and struggling with these very things of anxiety and worry and, and fear and not being able to control all the, the thoughts that wanted to interfere with my well-being. And so uh, there was a pract I mean, an encouragement at that time. Um, actually, Oprah Winfrey encouraged it to practice gratitude. And so I did. This is just a a book that has dates and lined pages, lines on it. Uh, the goal or the practice is to name three to five things every day that you are grateful for. And the practice actually changed my life. I continue in some form to practice gratitude, and, and I will come back to it, especially when I'm struggling with anxiety or worry. So I happened to pull this, this journal out. I found it the other day, and I was looking around this particular date. I'm always curious as to what things happened on what days. And as I was flipping through it, I got to a couple weeks later to September 19th of 1997. September 19th, 1997, so 23 years ago. And uh, on that date, 
I have the name of this same friend, this friend I've been having these recent conversations with. I have her name written, and what's written next to it is that she gave me permission to let go of anxiety. Permission to let go of anxiety. To release my cares to God. Friends, this journey is not a one-time release and go. We live in this world where we're going to be tempted always to be anxious or worried about things that we think might happen, all of the unknowns around us. But gratitude and praise realign us with God's spirit in us, realign us with who God says God is and who we are as beloved children. Gratitude and praise have a way of releasing the space in us so that the breath of the Spirit can breathe in us, giving us life. Reading Scripture, meditating on Scripture, letting Scripture be your words of, of prayer. We have tools available to us to help us release our cares to God. Release your cares to God. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that they all simply go away. It doesn't mean that they all simply go away. It means that we no longer have to take care of them on our own. Finding ways to pray and practice gratitude and praise. As Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoicing, praise, gratitude, prayer, so that the peace of God guards our hearts and our minds, stands guard around our hearts and our minds when anxiety and worry Try to find a way in. The world we live in right now is hard. You know, we're aware of how hard it is. It's not that the world hasn't been a hard place before. And in fact, the rest of the context of 1 Peter 5 is that Peter's writing to to people who are being persecuted, who are suffering for their faith, who are undergoing a great trial. That's where he writes, uh, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Peter's writing to a people who know what it means to suffer. We know suffering to some degree, right? We know what it means to experience the uncertainty and the loss and the frustration and the grief. And and what scripture reminds us is that we're not alone in that. Listen to the rest of 1 Peter 5. After cast your anxiety on him, anxiety on him because he cares for you, Peter writes, discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sister in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. There are no easy answers, no quick fixes to 
the current state of our world, the current state of who we are, but we're not alone in any of that. We're never alone in any of that. Our atmosphere might be filled with fear and anxiety of all that is unknown, but we do not have to be enslaved to fear, controlled by fear, driven by fear, because we have a God who loves us, who cares for us, who is with us, a God who invites us to trust and surrender, to release our cares, to cast off our cares onto this God who is with us as close as our very breath, this God who, when we let go, reminds us how firmly God is holding on to us. So I wonder today what it is that God's inviting you to release so that you might know more securely that God never lets go of you. Let us pray. Loving and holy God, you know that we are anxious. You know that we are afraid. And you remind us. You remind us that we can surrender all of that to you. We can trust you to be who you are, to care for us, to provide for us. And we can find courage even to believe that you delight in providing for us. We pray that you would give us courage to do these things, to practice releasing our anxiety, releasing our care, so that we might be even more fully alive in your spirit. And as people of faith, we might show to the world that while there are things to be afraid of, we do not have to live as ones who are afraid. May it be so as we continue seeking your will for us, seeking your kingdom first. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.